Och du har. So you just starting your day or did you just get off? They call I go, you know. So what is it you do? I'm a driver. Oh, like a chauffeur. Anyone I'd know? I hope not. What is your name? Baby. Your name's Baby. B-A-B-Y Baby. Hello and welcome to the McGavin Fry's Movie Podcast. Hello, it's Gavin here. That's Ian here. Today we're going to be reviewing Edgar Wright's new movie, Baby Driver. Yes, we are. But first, a message from our sponsors. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we're proudly sponsored by GreenRoom136.com. They make all sorts of bags and urban carry gears, such as the AutoBook, which is the perfect bag to carry all your travel documents when traveling. It's got a nice handle, it's got a zip for everything, and you keep all your stuff together in one place. All your travel papers, currencies, writing tools, because, you know, mm-hmm. we're all artists inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find the autobook and other fine products like this at greenroom136.com. And because you listen to the podcast and because we like you, um, if you use the, the offer code MACYAP10, that's mcyap one you'll get a 10% discount off your next purchase. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. So go to greenroom136.com and tell them we sent you. <laughs> okay, but now on to the review. All right, so uh, this this film is coming off a wave of very, very, very good reviews. Yeah, it is. It US. is officially the best reviewed film of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and anytime a- there's a new Edgar Wright film, is always a time for celebration. And it's been a while. We're big Edgar Wright fans. Uh, Space, Shaun of the Dead, yeah. Hot Fuzz, World's End, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, Scott, Scott Pilgrim versus the World blew our minds when we saw it at San Diego in 2010 at yeah. San Diego Comic Con. I mean, pretty much everything Edgar Wright has done, because you know we were talking about this earlier. There's no such thing as a bad Edgar Wright film. No, at least not yet. I mean, and for us as well, it's like it's one thing if you come to it later. Yeah. But like, I watched Space just after it was on TV, and yeah. it felt like so it you, just you did kind of feel that we were. On the same ride as, as he was. Yeah, I mean, it felt like, you know, I, I said this on BFM as well. It's like, f- friends were on TV, but fuck those guys. They're assholes. And, you know, like, it's fucking plastic. Yeah. It's it's plastic bullshit. Yeah. And, like, space felt real. Yeah, they're not you hanging know? out in any coffee shop. They're at home playing PlayStation and fucking talking about Star Wars and eating Jaffa cakes. Yeah. <laughs> Going down the pub and having some shots. That's right. Because it's ups and downs, it's ups and downs, it's ups and downs, it's ups and downs, it's ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And getting high and stuff. Yes! <laughs> so I mean and uh, you know Scott Pilgrim versus the world you know we did watch it at Comic Con and we watched it in a cinema full of people who were just dying to watch this movie and the cast <laughs> and the and director the cast, and the cast and the director and that added to the electricity of, of the uh, of the evening and we were right up front as well we, we were right up front yeah pretty much <laughs> but aside from that we, we were coming we were we were coming into that movie as fans of the source material and it was just amazing how well Edgar Wright was able to translate that source material onto the screen. I yeah. mean, it really did feel like the comic book came to life. Yeah, and I, for someone who wasn't uh, big, hadn't read the comic book before seeing the movie... Oh, you hadn't? No, I hadn't. All right. Um, it just blew me away because all the references to things I liked were there. All the video game noises, the mix of like the way it implemented 2D graphics and 3D graphics and like the fight scenes mm-hmm. and the musical numbers and the music in the backgrounds and the visual gags and all this kind of stuff just came together to be just awesome. Like 
I don't think sitting in the crowd, I think you said this before, but sitting in the crowd, we might have overhyped it when it didn't do so well. No, but we've seen it many times since then. Yeah, so fucking love and it. And it's still great, but I think like watching it with that crowd yeah. really did add to it. And, you know, the same way um, movies like Unbreakable and Matrix have been described as, you know, the best uh, comic book movies that were not comic book movies, mm. you could say the same thing about Scott Pilgrim, is that Scott Pilgrim is the best video game movie that isn't a video game movie that's ever been made. Exactly. You know, so coming into Baby Driver... Expectations Ex- were high. Expectations were high. <laughs> because we've been blown away by pretty much everything this guy's done. Like, yeah. even The World's End, when I first saw it, I wasn't as taken with it as I, as I would like to be. But since I've seen it a few times since then, and I really, really, really love that movie. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it has a lot to say about, you know, getting older and letting go of the past and all of that. And pop but, girls. But also, I feel that it, it did kind of suffer from after Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, it's like. Oh shit! You know, like how much better can it get? Yeah, uh, and, and and also the problem there is it's not as easy as sell. Like it's yes. a pub crawl, whereas yeah. it's like it's Dawn of the Dead, but in Middle England. It's yeah. Bad Boys Two, but in Wells. Yeah, this is a pub is it crawl. Dorset? Dorset, wasn't it? What the Hot Fuzz? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Wells is his hometown, so that's where he kind of. I mean, it might be set. It's set in Sanford, yes, but it's. I think it's shot in Wells, which is where he's from. Right, right, right. That's. I mean, that's where he gets all the small village right. kind of stuff. And so. Uh, not counting Scott Pilgrim, because Scott Pilgrim wasn't shot in the US, it was shot in Toronto, and Toronto was very much a character in Scott Pilgrim. Once upon a time in Toronto. Baby Driver is officially the first American film this guy has done, in every sense of the word, you know, like shot in America. Um, Starring at- most of the Americans, set in Atlanta. Yeah. So Is the soundtrack all purely American as well? Is it? Might be. I don't know. We might need to check, check up on that. All right. But uh, so just really quick. I mean, the story is very simple. Uh, it's a young getaway driver. Name uh, Baby. Name Baby. Uh, played by Ansel Elgort. He's the guy from The Fault in Our Stars. Um, and he's got a nice little sort of modern day James Dean thing kind of kind of working for him. With a Han Solo jacket. I mean, yeah, the, the yeah, ja- yeah. that jacket is very clearly giving Han Solo vibes. I think Elgort mentioned that as well. Yeah. But uh, there's certain things, more like his facial structure and everything, and kind of like with the shades and all of that. There was a definite little James Dean, Rebel Without a Cause mm-hmm. thing going on there. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, basically, he's a young getaway driver. He's an amazing fucking driver. He, he was he's involved, Mozart in a go-kart. He was involved in an accident when he was a kid that kind of fucked up his hearing. He's got these vibrations on. so he he's, listen- got, he's got tinnitus. So, so, he, so he listens to music to drown all these things out. But he also listens to music to sort of come up with the rhythm for his for his getaway for his driving yeah. and all like of when that. he knows the guys are going into the bank he knows he's got how long are you going to be I, they don't have that speech but i rewatched the video for blue song the other day which i go right directed back in the day with julian barrett noel fielding mm. michael smiley and i think that's the three of them yeah and it's a bank heist and he says how long are you going to be it's like 230 230 like mm-hmm. two, two, two and a half minutes three minutes which is which is also so a nice 245 and he picks a cd puts yeah. a cd on the player remember cds yeah and then he rocks in the car while the high school zone. Another funny thing that that uh, sort of is a throwback to is Hudson Hawk, where Hudson Hawk and uh, Danny mm. Aiello were, uh, you know, like show tunes singing Cat Burglars. And it's like, oh, how much do we need? Like 255 and then change? Yeah, swinging on a star. And then they sing Swinging on a Star while they do this heist. Yeah. So it, they're all, they're, there are elements of that in the film. Uh, so he's he did something in the past. This is all in the film later. But he did something in the past that has put him in debt with Kevin Spacey's uh, crime boss. Very respectable crime boss. Quite quite possibly as some corporate dude mm-hmm. uh, who's a crime boss uh, on the side. And um, he's working off his debt for Kevin Spacey as the getaway driver. And that's really all you need to know about the plot. Yeah. Um, the film is... Probably the closest thing to being a musical without being a musical. In cars. In cars. Which... Um, 
you know, and some sections of it are quite literally a musical, except that he's not actually singing, he's lip syncing. Yeah. Um, that is not entirely surprising. If you're familiar with Edgar Wright's work, you'd know that he's been kind of making little musicals for most of his career. Yeah. There are certain sections in space that are right out of a musical. Certain... There's the section, there's the Queen section in Shaun of the Dead. Yep, yep. Um, Hot Fuzz, I can't quite remember, but there's definitely bits like, uh, there's definitely musical sections in The World's End. Um, uh, he has uh, been very public about the fact that Scott Pilgrim is essentially a musical, only instead of instead of breaking out into song, you, break, you break out into a fight. Yeah. So and the music, the soundtracks as well. He's very good taste. The, the soundtrack for Sp- Scott Pilgrim is excellent. Yes. And yes. the soundtrack for all his movies is pretty excellent. Yes. So I mean, the guy's got his finger on the pulse when it comes to a good soundtrack. Hmm. And Baby Driver does have a good soundtrack. However, it is one of these things that, and, and you were talking about this earlier, that when you're making a movie that is this centered around music, it's so important. It's so vital to your enjoyment of the whole thing that you also like the music. And you were saying that you didn't necessarily connect with some of the songs as much as you would you would have liked to. You didn't connect with it on the same level you did with the soundtrack for Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, and even songs that I didn't know in Scott Pilgrim, what they're trying to the, the songs communicated what the director was trying to communicate. Yeah. Whereas I felt in parts of this, the song is trying to communicate something, and I'm just not because I'm not familiar with the song as much as he is. Yeah. Not a big I'm not a big John Spencer fan. Yeah. <laughs> so as a result it doesn't quite you know it's not like he's trying to share the love of that music with you but mm-hmm. if you're not getting it on that first listen you know sometimes you're, you know, you're at a party someone says you gotta listen to this song yeah. and you play it and they're like eh 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 and I mean, you're like uh, it's good but you know it's that, not my favorite that didn't really bug me I mean I didn't know every single song that was played on it but it didn't it didn't bug me because I kind of uh, understood very early on that it's not just about how you feel about the song it's about the song being the rhythm of the scene yeah and for me it's not that it that it bugged me it's that I didn't I knew what he was trying to tell me something but I wasn't getting it mm-hmm. that was the problem it's like yeah this music this music this music is the soundtrack it's awesome sequence but it doesn't the music doesn't sound awesome enough to me or something it's just right. like slightly it doesn't hit me right where it should it doesn't right. hit me right in the feels right whereas maybe other movies it did closer and just like any uh, Edgar Wright film the cast is awesome you got John Bernthal in there you got John Hamm Elsa Gonzalez uh, Lily James Kevin Spacey that we mentioned before, uh, Jamie Foxx is in it. Great cast. I mean, the, the cast in any uh, Edgar Wright film is always good, and they and it's a color it's a colorful uh, cast of characters. A colorful cast of criminal characters. There you go. <laughs> and if you've seen the trailers, uh, I mean, I've only ever I've only seen the one trailer, but even in that one trailer, you can already get a sense that you know it's the ca- the cast is on point. Yeah. Um, no knocking the thing there. Um, first of all, I mean, just look, get it out the way. Uh, I enjoyed the film very much. Yeah, you know, it's a very, very enjoyable film. It's we were talking about this. It's like it's it's not it's not my favorite Edgar Wright film. Mm. It's not even my second favorite Edgar Wright film. But it's it's you know, there's no such thing as a bad Edgar Wright film yet. And on that, I mean, I really enjoyed the film. Yeah. Um, I think something that was interesting about it is that, and I don't know if it's because. It was um, shot in the U.S. and uh, it's just more of a studio film than some of his other films. But I did kind of feel that this film, compared to his other films, they ha- it was a little less gritty, which is kind of bizarre considering this is the first proper action film, a he's crime made, movie, crime well. movie that he's made. Yeah. Um, but this felt very clean. It felt very glossy um, compared to. The Cornetto trilogy and compared to space, even compared to like, okay, Scott Pilgrim is different because Scott Pilgrim exists in its own comic book universe. Yeah. Um, 
but even then Scott Pilgrim they live felt, in a really shitty flat yeah Scott, Scott Pilgrim <laughs> felt more real hmm. in terms of its surroundings in terms of its environment it felt more lived in whereas this actually feels kind of um, kind of production designy something from, you know? <laughs> something's related for me is that it it felt like um, and this is not a criticism this yeah, yeah, is, yeah. A, this is a, an just, observation this is critique it's an observation. I just noticed it, like watching it. It's like, wow, this movie's clean. Yeah, it's clean. Something for me was that it was the dialing back of his style. Like there were scenes where it's very clearly Edgar Wright. Yeah, and then the, there are other bits where it did kind of feel. Why isn't he cutting six times in this scene? They did kind of. There's it, only two cuts here. There were certain sections where it did kind of feel anyone could have directed this. That's harsh. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I know, but it sounds harsher than you mean. I'm saying. You know, but I, I don't mean like what I mean is is that you couldn't if you were just shown that clip. Yeah. You would not guess it was an Edgar Wright film. Yeah, because and not to say it's badly shot or anything. It's just that Edgar Wright is such an energetic, kinetic filmmaker. That's so like every every frame is usually just sort of bristling with energy. Yeah. Whereas that doesn't quite happen with this film. Yeah, it doesn't pop as much. There's like there's not as much of the whip pans, the crash zooms, the kind of things that we've come to. Yeah, get the, to know him. The, the, kind of, the kind of things that you come to uh, recognize. But you know, even like, when he works away from those, like he, he he has in all his movies, he'll hold on a long shot, and it still yeah. feels like an Edgar Wright movie. Yeah, yeah. But this just felt like okay, this this section's just like let's move along. This isn't like a section where it's like, let's dazzle you and let's dazzle you throughout. It felt like he dialed back his style a little bit. And this is the first Edgar Wright film I've seen where I won't say it dragged because mm. uh, that, that's not true. No. The film doesn't drag. But there are, there are little bits in there where it did kind of feel like this is slagging a little bit. Let's get to the next bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it was, which, is, which was interesting because if you compare it to a lot of the other films that are coming out now it does move at a much more decent click. Mm. We are comparing this entirely on Edgar Wright films. Yes. We're not looking at other movies. Because there's no one comparable. This, yeah. <laughs> and it's only because we're such big fans. And, and, and again, it's like, you know, I want to see this movie again. Oh, yeah? I do. I want to see it again. So even, even though it's not necessarily my favorite Edgar Wright movie, I am looking forward to watching it again with the wife. Mm -hmm. You know, because I want to see what did I miss, you know. I, and, and I also want to know... Is this suffering from the world's end sort of syndrome? Was I expecting too much? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I went because I because I, 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 I didn't see anything. Yeah, and I saw so much goodness on uh, people praising it online that I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta chill out. I gotta take this easy. Let's see if it goes. Yeah. But like, there's bits in the moment where, having just recently watched Spider-Man: Homecoming, that moment, that movie, like, yeah, it's a completely different beast. But as a film, it just propels you through it. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of strap in and you go with it, and you're never really thinking about what's happening. I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but you're never really thinking about it. It's just like, well, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, and then it's like there's a quiet moment and this is happening. But you're never like, what's going to happen next? Whereas I think we talked earlier about this as well, where it's like, get back in the car. Yeah. Kind of, we want <laughs> you to get back in the car because some of that first car chase is a point that this is a spoiler. We talked about the first car chase is in, tra in trailers. Mm. The point where he nudges a stinger. Yeah. And that's, I mean, fortunately, I saw that in the trailer, but like that's a sweet fucking moment and you want more of that and like it's all there's no CGI jumping between buildings in Dubai yeah, yeah, and this yeah, yeah. this is all cars doing cool stuff it's all practical shit yeah and it's like the, the camera's in the right spot and the cars just go sideways this whole movie there's very rarely going straight yeah, yeah. <laughs> right like the like uh, you know, this baby just loves oncoming traffic. Yeah, and it's like balletic at times. Yes. It's like it's just the car looks like it's on ice. Well, I think what he does with the car chases in this film exactly what he did with the fight sequences in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, you know, so the 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 car chases are 
really high up there in terms of being the best bits of the film. Mm. If you like musicals, um, you will find bits and pieces in this film to really, really like because it does kind of feel like the musical that La La Land wish it had the balls to be. Yeah, La La Land would fucking cross with Fast no, and no, Furious. Because, no, because La La Land was one of those weird musicals where it was like it wasn't really a musical but it kind of was but they were trying to do something different whereas Edgar Wright comes along with something like this is like, no, this is how you do a musical but don't do a musical. Yeah. So, uh, and that kind You make the cars dance. And that kind of did hit me while watching it like particularly in the first half an hour. In the first half an hour of the film, the whole sort of musical angle is quite strong. Yeah. And then eventually it settles into being a crime action, a crime caper comedy. I think you've put your put it on your you've hit it right on the nose there what my problem with it is. It feels like other movies where you see a trailer, right, and it's like, well, this is the gimmick for this movie. And the gimmick is there whether it's like multiple screens, like twenty four or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And as the movie goes on, they slowly it, it lose settles, the gimmick. It settles into the 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 genre trappings of, of what it is. Yeah, which and is there's like, no peak after that where... Because the, the stakes are too high for them to joke around with the music anymore. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, you do kind of lose an element of that. Yeah, because the film does start a lot lighter on its feet yeah. in the first half. And then in the second half, when it goes into a darker area, you cannot fall back on that stuff anymore because it... it it's, the stakes are too high. Tonally, there's, there's, there's tonally, because tonally, it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. And, that, and then it kind of becomes... A little, what's the word? I don't want, I, pedestrian is not the right word for it, but it, it, beca- it's, it, it settles into the genre groove where it becomes about... It gets the, on a well-worn highway. The, the only thing it can be about, which is this guy is trying to get out. Yeah. And we've seen this story so many fucking times. Yeah. And even though this is well done, well made, well told, well directed, <laughs> you know, um, you cannot run away from the fact that Okay, we kind of know where it's going. Yeah, we just got to see. All right, is so and so going to get away with it or not? Switching gears for a moment, then. Uh, what did you think of the relationship between Ansel Elgort's baby and Lily James Deborah? I felt that it was um, very uh, unrealistic, and it was very stylized, and it was kind of like again, it felt like a musical. Mm. Their relationship felt like a musical. Only instead of singing, they were talking. But if, if but if you if you look at their dialogue, their dialogue could have very easily been lyrics. In a way, you know what I mean. Like their their first exchange. I felt their first exchange for something that's supposed to propel the latter half of the movie. I, it, it felt was forced. Quite weak. It felt very forced. Like to it me. wasn't a meat cute that you. Like there's better meat cutes in shitty romantic comedies. You know no, what I mean? it, it wasn't. It wasn't a meat. It wasn't a meet cute thing. It was kind of like a, they met and and you're supposed to believe that they're into each other already. Yeah. That's kind of how it is, which which is what made it feel like a musical to me because that's the kind of thing that you see in musicals yeah. is that because they're singing, they're able to express certain emotions and it's like, oh, I've never seen you before. You know, that kind of <laughs> shit. Whereas with this, they weren't singing it, they were speaking it and then you kind of get a sense of like how vacuous musicals are. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah, I, mean? I thought that, that really needed to sparkle to sell it and it wasn't sparkling enough for me. I mean, I thought they had decent enough chemistry. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't anything to do with the actors. It yeah. was just that moment itself felt... Um, they were rushing to get to the relationship. They didn't set it up that way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're not complaining. We're just nitpicking at someone we love because it didn't... I didn't come out with my ears blown off. I know, but I then again, that. when you think about it, outside of Scott Pilgrim, Edgar Wright has never done love stories. No. Never. Well, apart from between Sean and Ed. Uh, no, no. Sean and Ed's a love story, Sean man. And Ed, Sean, and Ed is, <laughs> Sean and Ed is a love story, but it's not romantic. He's never done romance. And, well, there was, and, that t- there was that time Mike brought a landmine to the party. That was romantic. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Edgar Wright has never done romance. Never. I do not count 
Scott Pilgrim because a lot of the uh, love story and romance in, in Scott Pilgrim comes from the comic. It comes from Brian Lee O'Malley. And I watched the Honest Trailers the other day and they were talking about the ending and saying how he goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he yeah. goes with the other I've, character. I've seen that. I've seen that. I yeah. didn't know that was that was the actual. Is that the ending in the comic? Yes, yes. So he goes with her instead of her. Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes. Until I saw that, I was like, oh, that that makes that makes much a lot of sense. It, it makes a lot more sense. And but, but Honest for, Trailers also pointed out that like. You know, it has all this action, all this music, all this fantastic acting, all these, you know, great visual guys that kind of cover over the fact that everyone in this movie is kind of a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> well, not everyone. But no, actually, pretty much everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Alison Pills, but, she's okay, but, but everyone yes. else is mostly a dick. Yes. No, but no, um, in, in the comics, it ends differently. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, I recommend this film. Yeah. I, I think I think we talked a little bit more about the performances. I mean... It's fun to see Jamie Jamie Fox, it's fun to see Jamie Foxx and John Hamm in a movie it doesn't have to be a Jamie Foxx John Hamm movie. Yeah. And you don't know what their roles are going to be as the movie's going along. Yeah. Like the the way their role the way their roles played out, and I'm not saying it, you kind of expect it to go a different way. Mm-hmm. And uh but uh, there's a moment where you see a truck and I have an idea what's going on the moment you see that truck, right? Yeah. Um Kevin Spacey's really really good and he gets to shine with comedy. This is a uh, this is one of Kevin Spacey's best best movie roles in a while. Yeah. Um because he kind of like fell into a rut for a little while there where he was making House of Cards. You know. <laughs> he was busy. <laughs> he was busy. No, 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 but for, no, cuz like, you know, Kevin Spacey was making like great movie after great movie and then there was a little bit of a lull where I mean, he's always good. Yeah. But the movies weren't. Yeah. And this is the best role he's had in a while. It's like a nice little meaty role. He's he sparkles. Got, he's got a nice uh, he's got a He's got a nice few comedic bits that he nails because yeah. he's just got that sardonic kind of like fuck you kind he's of... Stand, and he's standing in front of a blackboard for nearly the entire movie and then he goes for dinner, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I thought that the cast did their jobs well and it's great because you're watching lead actors in, in character roles, which is always fun. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, yes, I would highly recommend this movie because it is a very, very fun film. If we have been uh, sort of like... You know, taking it apart a little bit, but that's only because we're really big fans of the filmmaker and we're comparing it to other stuff the filmmaker's done. Yeah, and it's really, once he's, like, we've done a list again. Spaced, fell in love with the moment I saw, like, you watch 30 seconds of that show, even yeah. if it's just when Tim's making a cup of tea. Yeah. And you're like, that's the thing from The Evil Dead and it's yeah. on fucking Channel 4? Yeah. What the fuck? I need to see this. And that's yeah. what happened there. Like that Shaun of the they, Dead. That bit when they open the fucking freezer and it's like, shit, that's that's 2001. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, there, there are all of these great things in there. And Shaun of the Dead, the concept alone. Brilliant. Brilliant. Because you, you, what what I've never seen the posters with just like Sean holding flowers on the tube full of dead people. Yeah. And you're like, what is this? What is this? What is this? But also like that thing that you were we were talking about earlier is like you know that walk to the fucking uh, the local co- shop the, to the, get a can that, of coke and a corner owl. The walk to the corner shop, you know, it's like we've all we've all done that. We've walk. all done that, and they do it, and then the second time they do it, they do it with zombies. You know, and and hot fuzz, you just love it's it. It's fucking you love bad it, boys love... in the countryside, and they put bad boys in yeah. it. Yeah, and Point Break. Yeah, and they actually say that they have that. What's that? Have you ever fired your gun in the air and screamed? Like yeah, and then they break. show you that clip later yeah. just in case you didn't get it earlier. Yeah. And it feels fine and not like you're being shoved down your throat. Same thing with Scott Pilgrim. Like You watch that movie and you're just like, wow, I'm in a different world. This is a different world. It's a head trip. It's a head trip. I love that head trip. So, whereas this film... The bar is set like, if you go to Everest and then like jump off at 10 feet, that's where the bar is. And this is just a... It's not a base camp. It's halfway to the peak. Yeah. And as a result, it just and it didn't do it for me as much as I hoped. Like I said, it's it's not my favorite Edgar Wright film. It's not my second favorite Edgar Wright film. But it's film. still streets ahead of a lot of other stuff. But it's stuff. still streets ahead than a lot of shit that's out there. Most of the shit that's out there. When you get to see it, when it eventually comes out here, uh, let us know what you thought. You can get me on at McNasty Prime. 
And you can get me at, at GavYap on Twitter, at GavYap77 on Instagram. And uh, if you'd like to uh, keep an eye on our Twitter account to see when new posts go up, they're on at McNasty. Uh, what? McGavin Price. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you listen this far, we'd appreciate if you use iTunes, you could go on iTunes and give us a review. That's Getting reviews on there helps us get more higher up in the store so that people can see us and more people can find us. And then we can do more of these and maybe do other things as well that we've tried to do. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Until next time, we'll see you again. Thanks. Bye.